So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! This is the Vexing Rebel Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt, the Vexing Rebel. Today I'd like to talk to you about liberty. I understand that a lot of people out there have their own concept of what they believe liberty actually means. Some people believe that liberty lies in the fact that we have a constitution. Others believe that liberty lies in the fact that they can go to the store and choose from a hundred different brands of potato chips. Still others think that liberty lies in the ability to root for their favorite football team. Those things aren't really liberty. Even a free-range chicken can choose where he wants to peck. The definition of liberty is actually this. The absence of intrusion in our lives, especially the absence of government intrusion in our lives. Now, the reality of it is that as long as any two people coexist in the same place at the same time, you can't have that absolute liberty. The utopian uh, liberty and perfection definition won't work. And I know there's a lot of people out there right now who are ready to you know, argue with me, and that's fine. But please, hear me out, and, and hopefully I'll, I'll make my case. The real-world definition of liberty would be the ability to live our lives with minimal intrusion and limitations. And I know that there are those out there who are saying, well, wait a minute, no one has the right to infringe upon me. Well, that's true. No one has the right to infringe upon you. But isn't that a limitation to their liberty? I'm not trying to be a smart aleck about this. I'm simply trying to point out that there are rules of behavior that we have to abide by so that we will not be in a state of war with our fellow man. Those rules are simple. They are based upon natural law. And as much as others may not like it, it also has to do with morality. There is no way that you can have a free society that will sustain itself so long as the people are immoral. This is a universal truth that has been held by all liberty-minded thinkers since the beginning of time. If someone doesn't think twice about ripping their unborn child out of their womb or stepping over someone who's in dire need of their help, then how can they in any way, shape, manner, or form be trusted to conduct themselves freely. As James Madison put it, if men were angels, no government would be necessary. And as we well know, men are not angels. Far from it. And so there has to be some rules, some laws, but only some. And so the real question is, well, how do you balance it out? How do you have limitations and liberty? And the answer lies in natural law and self-restraint. Natural law is the law that is written in the hearts and minds of just and reasonable men. As I stated in my previous podcast, natural law breaks down into two major laws. And those laws are to not tread upon your neighbor and to keep your promises. And it is from these two foundational laws that all laws, all just laws, all lawful laws will spring. 
Morality, on the other hand, is self-restraint. You should never legislate morality. That's not what I'm advocating here. What I'm advocating is that you have to take personal responsibility for yourself. You have to restrain yourself. You have to not bring harm, not only upon others, but you should really not bring harm upon yourself. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying you shouldn't. And you should not bring harm upon the society in which you live. I've explained to you in the first podcast, and again just a moment ago, what natural law really breaks down to. Morality breaks down to conforming to a standard of behavior arising from the sense of right and wrong, justice, fairness, and sound judgment. Morality is just like natural law. Morality is based on natural reason, firmly established tradition, and societal norms. When I say societal norms, I'm not talking about societal norms in which there exists cruelty and hatred and malevolence towards your fellow man. I mean, obviously, that's an immoral society. I'm simply talking about societal norms as in you're not going to go out publicly fornicating, okay? You're not going to go out conning people out of their stuff. Conning people out of their stuff is a crime because you're using fraud to attain your, you know, someone else's possessions. Public fornication, you may say, well, what's, you know, what's so wrong about public fornication? It's a natural act. So is defecating. But you don't want me to do it on your dinner plate, do you? Now, there are those out there that will respond, well, you have no right to defecate on my dinner plate. It's my dinner plate. Well, not if I invite you over to my house for dinner. That's just being rude. And while we all have the right to be rude, I guess, we really don't have a right to uh, overwhelm the decency. There is something called the universal standards of decency. And it goes back to societal standards. Okay? This is why we don't publicly fornicate or defecate in people's dinner plates and so forth. We're not animals. We're human beings. And by my advocating that we conduct ourselves with self-restraint morality is not to tell you that you cannot be free. I'm not telling you that if you want to be a prostitute, you can't be a prostitute and that there should be laws against prostitution. However, if you choose to be a prostitute, that is your choice, but society doesn't have to like it and they can scorn you. And yes, they can shame you. You don't have a right not to be shamed by somebody for your bad behavior or for your bad choices. Now, I understand that this might fly in the face of anarchist, hedonist, and libertines, but I don't care. I'm not treading upon your rights to do anything. Do as you wish, so long as you do not tread upon your neighbor, and so long as you keep your promises. However, if you conduct yourself in an immoral manner, and society begins to go down that path, liberty isn't long for that world. This is something that history has proven time and time again. If you want a demonstration of what I'm talking about, go to any given Walmart on Black Friday. Many of those people behave like ravenous wild animals, not as someone who has self-restraint. I guess what I'm really trying to get to is this. Many people will believe that in order to conduct yourself morality, or for me to to even talk about morality, would be to put too many limits upon you as a human being who has all of your God-given natural rights. But that's not true. There's a great commonality 
among almost all civilizations and almost all major religions around the world as to the concepts of what is and is not moral. And at its core is the concept of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. How can you dispute that that concept cannot go hand in hand with liberty? If you don't want to be a slave, the first thing you have to do is master yourself. Think about it. Morality revolves around respect. Respect for yourself, respect for your community, respect for your neighbors, respect for your family. If you cannot respect yourself, how would it even be possible that you could expect anyone to respect you? Immorality isn't only that which causes harm to others, but it's also things that are self-destructive or destructive to a free society. Moral decay is societal decay. Societal decay is the antithesis of advancement and is anti-liberty. This is a universal truth that all proponents of liberty throughout history, as I've said before, have promoted. Each and every voice that personifies the lessons of liberty in our hearts and minds today have made it clear that there can be no liberty in an immoral society. Again, I'm not advocating the legislation of morality. That would be fascist. What I'm saying is that you have to master yourself if you want to be free. Too often, people want to be looked upon as being open-minded. The problem is that they are so open-minded that their brains fall out. Simply stating how you do not appreciate someone's behavior or that you have an opinion of something, even if it's not politically correct, that is not treading upon anyone else's liberty. You do not have to embrace an anything-goes mentality in order to advance and, and advocate liberty. Think about it. To tolerate something means you put up with it. You put up with a headache. You put up with lima beans, okay? You may put up with a neighbor's barking dog, but you don't have to advance them. You don't have to endorse them. You don't have to advocate them. You don't have to appreciate them. You don't have to speak up for them. You can simply state you don't like it. There's nothing wrong with that. If someone behaves badly, makes a fool of themselves, if they're offensive, obnoxious, and so on, you have the absolute right to scorn them. You have an absolute right to shake your head in disgust. You have the absolute right to, right to express your opinion. I simply want you to understand that you have to be alert. Immorality seeks acceptance. And once it gains a foothold in society, that society begins to collapse. You begin to lose liberty. If you do not master yourself and you allow selfishness, and moral attrition to seep into your lives, a free society might as well lay down and die. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment, please. Liberty is the absence of intrusion in our lives, particularly government intrusion, okay? That's the utopian liberty and perfection definition of liberty. The real-world definition of liberty is the ability to live our lives with minimal intrusion and limitations. If you want to remain free, you have to remember a couple things. One is that you have your natural rights. You have a natural right to your life, your liberty. You have the natural right to acquire and use property. And you have the natural right to defend your rights. Remember that. Constitutions be damned. You have a natural right that supersedes any law or any constitution outside of natural law. So whenever you speak out about your rights, you need to remember you don't just say, I have a constitutional right to do something. No, you have a natural right to do it. Or you can even say you have a natural and constitutional right to do it. Okay, next thing you need to remember. The only way that your natural rights can be infringed upon is by violating natural law. Natural law is broken down into two foundational laws. 
Do not tread upon your neighbor and keep your promises. Any and all just and rightful laws stem from those two laws. The third thing you have to remember is that you have to be master of yourself. And in moral society is not, nor will it long be, a free society. As Cicero said, excessive liberty leads both nations and individuals into excessive slavery. I leave you with two final quotes. Benjamin Franklin, Only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. As nations become more corrupt and vicious, they have more need of masters. And finally, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin condemns any people. Proverbs. This is Kurt the Vexing Rebel, signing out. Follow the Vexing Rebel podcast on Twitter at TheVexingRebel. Like us on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel. We will post a new podcast every Friday.